Hello everyone, Steve here. This is part two of our podcast with Russell that we split off. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the rest of the NBA, including the OKC Thunder. Uh, we debate whether or not LeBron's having an off year, and we finish the podcast off with uh, some talk about Kristaps Porzingis. So, hope you enjoy, guys. Thanks. Are the Thunder? Where are they? Are they in the middle pack, fourth? No, no, no. The the Thunder. There. So there's. There's a tier, which is like the Warriors are at the top of the tier, and the Spurs are at the bottom of that tier. And then there are, then there's the Thunder by themselves. Better than the rest, but not nearly as good as the Spurs. Yeah, definitely. The the Thunder are 23 and 10. um, And I think they're better than the Clippers, Mavs, Grizzlies, Rockets, Jazz, you know. um, But definitely not as good as the Warriors and the Spurs. But, um, I don't know. Even the Thunder, you know, it's it's interesting because. Okay, ready. Um, whose team is that? That's a good question. Right. Whose whose team is it? like if you if I had asked you two years ago, or any year before two years ago, right? Uh, since they've been playing big minutes, like obviously Durant's team, right? Um, I, I I feel like so. I feel like let's say you're like a sixteen year old right now. Who consumes their media through like social media, right? Right, right, right. And they're on Instagram or something, and all you see are the highlights of Westbrook. You see these sick highlights of Westbrook, and these these guys will probably assume, yep, Westbrook is just killing it. He is just nasty. His highlight reel is just nasty. But then, like you know, that's not really the the case. But there's also the dynamic of Kevin Durant. You know, he's also like. 1A and Westbrook's 1B or something like that, you know. So, I, you know, that's a really good question. I, I just don't know, like, whose team is it, but they work so well together. I feel like they love each other, though. So. You know what? I I think they both have, like, huge chips on their shoulders, yeah. right? And <clears throat> I think because the media is always trying to pit them against each other, yeah. that's done nothing but help them come together you know um because you know you think about durant and it's so easy to forget now because it was like so long ago but um everyone said he's the second best player in the country you know it was greg odin all day right. you know there are very few people who are like oh durant they should definitely take you know the blazers should definitely take durant over greg odin you know um Every, you know, he was the consensus number one pick, Greg Oden, and Durant was the consensus number two. Everyone said, you know, Durant might be the best, you know, a top 10 NBA player when he's playing, right. but Greg Oden could go down as a top 10 player of all time, right. you know? Um, and now, like, you're always, you're going to be second to LeBron. And, and yeah, you know, I mean, there's that quote, right, where he was like, I'm always sick of being number two, right? So he's got that chip on his shoulder. And then with, with uh, Westbrook, um, I mean, and this again, easy to forget now, but he came off the bench at UCLA, you know, uh, he came off the bench at UCLA. His, I believe his scouting report coming out of, uh, UCLA was, oh, he'll be a defensive stopper, you know, that was it. it. You know, he'll be, he'll be a start, potentially a starter, but he's going to be an ace defensive player, energy off the bench kind of guy, you know, and now he's, you know, one of the, what, top six, top possibly top five players right now. Um, I would say he's the... I would say he's, what, the second best guard in the league behind Curry? 
You know? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, I would take him over Harden. I would definitely take him over Harden. Right? I'd take... And Harden and Clay are what? Your one and two shooting guards. You know, put... You, okay, maybe even Jimmy Butler, right? But I'd rather have Westbrook than uh, either of those guys. Yeah. You know? Um... I mean, Westbrook might be your second best guard. Yeah, it's a toss up between him or Butler, I think. Right? Yeah. So, um, I think those guys have chips on their shoulders. I think they're sick of hearing how they can't win yeah. with each other. Yeah. Uh, and they begin getting so unlucky in the playoffs with freak injuries. And- you know what? I, I heard this somewhere. I, I think I heard this on like a Zach Lowe podcast, right? When Abaka, Duran, and Westbrook. Uh, are healthy hmm. I think they have yet to lose a playoff series together that's crazy you know I think since the Harden trade right since the Harden trade right after the Harden trade after uh, you know what is it I think the 2011 finals right after that they have yet to lose a series when all three of them are healthy from the beginning because Serge Ibaka came back after two games of that Spurs series they lost, right? Where they were down two, tied it up 2-2, and then ended up losing 4-2, right? Because um, Serge Ibaka came back they after. They won the first two games yeah. with him back, but then lost the next two, right? But because Serge Ibaka didn't play the first two games, like, it's not... Uh, it doesn't meet the requirements of this specific oh, example. Yeah, so with the three of them healthy from the beginning of a playoff series, they have yet to lose a playoff series with the three of them. I wish during playoff times they would just receive and just have the best team play the worst team and just just do it that way. Because like last year, all the best teams play each other way too early, especially in the Western Conference. I don't I don't want to see where we see the Thunder. I mean, I think they're receding this year. Oh, they changed. No, no, no. It's not receding, but it's that. uh, No, no. What it is is a division winners don't get. Oh, they do not get prior. Or they don't get, like, prior. So, like, last year what happened, right, was that... Um, or I'll, I'll say it like this. Just because you win your division doesn't mean you get the one, two, three, yeah, or four yeah, seed, yeah. right? It's... In that's each, what happened last that's year. That's what happened last yeah. year, right? Um, this year, right, it's going to be one through eight by record per conference. Okay, I don't know that. Yeah. So, I think, you know... So, in that way, it'll be fine. Okay. You know, in that way... In that way, it'll be fine. <laughs> um... But you know what, that, that brings me to another thing, right? Uh, how, how on earth is the East better than the West this year? I need someone to explain that to me. How, ready? Uh, no, but seriously, the East is not better than the West. You, okay, just, all right, ready? Try this. Um, if you have a 500 record, right? If you have a 500 record and you're in the West, that's good for seventh. Yeah. Seventh in the West right now are the Houston Rockets with, and they're sixteen and yeah, eighteen, yeah. right? A five hundred record in the East is good for eleventh. Well, yeah. The Wizards, <laughs> the Washington Wizards, are fifteen and sixteen, and are good for eleventh in the East. Well, they play against each other mostly too. No problem. Fair. That's a okay. That's a fair. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Okay, but... Okay, let's take... Who are the top four teams right now in the East Coast? Top four teams. By record? Yeah, East Coast. You have the Cavs, the Raptors, the Hawks, and the Bulls. All the Hawks are what they are. Are they really good? I mean, I think... 
right? So last year was kind of a fluke, right? I don't, I don't want to call it a fluke. Last year was the product of a great coach, uh, unbelievable players who were all good yeah. at, you know, what they were asked to do, um, and playing in an Eastern Conference that was much worse last year than it was this year, right? Um, I think this season's version of the Hawks are definitely more sustainable. You think more sustainable, and it's more uh, reflective of who they are as a mm-hmm. team for sure, right? Um, Twenty-one and thirteen, you know that's that's fine. You know, uh, winning percentage is six one eight. You know, so they're winning sixty-two percent of the yeah. games. Um, good for third in the East. I think that's a lot closer to who they are than last year's team that that blitzed the league. You know, yeah. that was you know Golden State East essentially or Spurs yeah. East. Um, Who's the fourth best team in the Western Conference right now? For, the, the Clippers, Clippers right? Yeah. Clippers are a mess. I'll take the Bulls over the Clippers. Uh, right. I think I, I would too. I think I'd take the Bulls over the Clippers. And um, I like the Heat. I like. I kind of like the Heat. They, they're not bad. And Paul George is nasty. Paul, Listen, Paul, Paul George, George is a man possessed, I think. He's... Yeah. Especially with his injury to come back like that. Not, I feel like not many people can to be back on that same level where he was when he got injured. I think is amazing. I mean, you know... I. Here's the thing, right? Like, I think I was kind of shocked to see the standings because I think I was looking at the standings like a few weeks ago. Not a few, maybe it was only like two, maybe like two weeks ago. And the Hornets had the number two record in the East. You know, stop it. <laughs> um, the Hornets had the number two record in the East, and now they're now they're tenth. Bad. You know, um, I mean, the there's only two losses that separate two and 10 in the East right now, right? So it's the Raptors have 13 losses and they're in second and the Hornets have 15 losses and they're all the way Maybe the difference between the teams in the Eastern Conference isn't that large, but in the Western Conference, the differences are larger. I don't right. know. Right. I feel like right now it's just so early to see and but the way it's kind of stacking out is pretty interesting because... Even in the Western Conference, like the Houston Rockets, who are kind of tailing towards the 788 spot, where we also expected them to be like somewhere, you know, maybe four or five. Yeah, so you think it's just like the Eastern Conference has a lot of mediocre yeah. to good teams, whereas the the West is just I kind of top like, heavy? You still have to go through Cleveland, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. So they're 21 and 9. And they just got Kyrie back. Yeah, I think they've been playing. I haven't really seen Matthew freaking Delvadova, and they are twenty-one and nine. How's LeBron playing this year? It's interesting you ask that. <laughs> I have some stats for you. I have some stats for you. Ready? LeBron James, right? He's been playing. I would say uh, average basketball for him, right? So this year, he is at 25.7 points per game, uh, six assists, uh, 7.4 rebounds with, you know, a little less than a block, um, 1.4 steals, uh, shooting percentages, 48.8 from the field, Mm -hmm. um, 72 from free throw, uh, 
an abysmal 25% three. from three. Wow. Right? Um, most of those stats seem pedestrian for LeBron, right? These, on average to what you'd normally expect from him. Uh, but not when you consider. So uh, this year, shooting 48.8% from, uh, from the field, right? That last Miami year, 567 38 from three and 75 from the line, right? And he was scoring 27 points a game, you know, seven rebounds, a little over six assists, right? Um, I'm going to let you guess, right? With a minimum of 200 shots, right? So the only players that qualify for this statistic, um, the, the only qualifiers, you have to have shot 200 times, right? Who is shooting a league worst 28.5% outside the paint? LeBron? LeBron James. <laughs> a league worst. He Outside the paint, he's shooting worse than Kobe Bryant. Wow. Kobe Bryant is second worst at 30.1%. You should hear he got his legs back. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting a league worst, twenty eight point five percent outside the paint. The worst, the worst in the league. So, I mean, again, still dominant in the paint, right? Still, you know, doing his thing, dragging teams to the top of the Eastern Conference. But uh, I mean, twenty five percent from three. I mean, that's like at that point, you just shouldn't shoot, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, LeBron, what kind of year is he having? It's a complicated question. You know, he's still dominating, but, you know, in certain ways, he's definitely having, you know, an off year for sure. And I think, you know, after 13 years in the league, I mean, that's that's crazy. There are, there are kids in middle school who don't know what the NBA is like without LeBron James. <laughs> You know that that is insane. There are, there are freshmen in high school who have never been alive without LeBron James LeBron. being nice. in the NBA. You know, if you think about that, that's pretty crazy. You know, with LeBron, I feel like him with Love and now with Kyrie coming back, they're just gonna be able to open it up and just be able to like have Kyrie run it. And he's going to be, you know, shooting in the paint. You know, he'll take it in. And then I, I feel like a lot of times you're right. Like LeBron shouldn't be shooting from the outside. But with Kyrie coming in, that could change. When he was, how many, what was his percentage outside of the free throw, uh, on the um, three-point line? This year for LeBron? Yeah. 25%. And what was it on his, what was his career average? His career average, let's take a look. His career average is 34. His career average is 34. He's hit 40% once. He's hit 40% once. And his career average is 34. But, to be honest, he's hit at least 35 ever since Man, that, that first really Miami well. series. Yeah, or er, not series, really the first Miami season. Ever since the first Miami season. So starting at the second one, right? So after the first Miami season, the first, and then going to the second one, He's hit at least thirty-five percent. I don't know. That's crazy. I don't know. I mean, it could be that 
you know, this is, you know, when you consider that it's just LeBron and Kevin Love, if you don't factor in Kyrie, right, uh, because he didn't play for the first few months of the season, this is probably his least talented team he's had since that last wow. Cleveland team. That's true. You know, and, um, you know, especially, you take a look at, like, poor shooters, right? You take a look at poor shooters like, uh, you know, Jason Kidd and Monte Ellis. I'll take those two specifically, right? Uh, and how much their field goal and especially their three-point percentage goes up when they go to talented teams who space the floor for them, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking when they both went to Dallas, yeah. right? When they both go to Dallas, you know, everyone's like, oh, Monte Ellis, volume shooter. He can't, yeah. he's not a really good shooter. Jason Kidd, you know, he can't shoot the ball at all, right? They go to Dallas and you put them next to Dirk, who is a black hole for defenders, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, percentages go up. So it could just be that, you know, because this is like the least talented team he's had since that last Cleveland one, um, you know, it's just the law of averages. He, you know, his shooting percentage or his three point percentage is just going back down. You know, just being less efficient. You know, he's not as open. You know, teams are overloading him on the strong side. You know, it could just be that. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if his how his three point shooting. To your point, like we'll see how his three point shooting is. You know. Once Kyrie's fully, you know, integrated back into the team, so, so yeah, we'll see. Um, so we're running a little low on time, but we're, uh, we it's been about forty three minutes. We're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna end this the way we're I'd like to end every <laughs> NBA podcast. We're gonna talk about um, Chris Stops Porzingis Porzing God the Porzing God right. Um, so Russell, t- just tell me, explain your feelings as a Knicks fan before before the draft, knowing that we had the fourth pick, right? Like, what were your feelings before the draft? Before the draft, and hearing some of the rumors that like we might get Porzingis. What were what were what some? Was I forget what were the rumors. What was it? Like, who is the who is who at fourth? Who were we going to pick again? Uh, people thought it was going to be. Uh, they knew Carl uh, Anthony Towns was going to go one. Yeah. All right. And they thought uh, Okafor oh, was okay. going to go two. Gotcha. Right. Porzingis was going to go three. And yeah. we were, all, I mean, that, that was the next yeah, one. Yeah, Russell. We wanted Russell. Russell yeah. Right. We wanted D'Angelo Russell. But, you know, Russell I, quickly went second. Yeah. Right? I remember, like, I was ready for Russell. And I thought we had a good shot at Russell. I had no idea. I didn't even research who Porzingis was. Like. And all of a sudden, Russell's gone. Like, oh, crap. And then there's, like, Twitter reports of, you know, Phil Jackson likes this guy, Porzingis. <laughs> and then I started Googling him. I started YouTubing him. This like, this skinny... He looks like he's in high school still. I still have that in high school. But, <laughs> but he, he... All his shots were, you know, on that on a YouTube... You, you, everyone knows what YouTube... Um, highlight what I'm talking about because all he did was like kind of shoot was know? it the one in the practice facility yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so like alright I guess he looks okay but yeah, alright so looks, so whatever he, yeah I think okay. I think everyone had the same reaction right like who is this kid this skinny Latvian kid you know the only thing Latvia is known for is Dr. Doom right like no one <laughs> no one knows what about this country um 
And then what were your thoughts when he gives that interview, right? He gives that interview where people are booing, right? There's, remember there is on, they had the video of the kid uh, who's taking a selfie of himself crying, right? When Porzingis is drafted and, uh, you know, he gives that interview where he's like, I'm going to turn those boos into cheers. I love it, man. I love it. I think big chip on his shoulder, you know, he's taking on that mantle of New York City and, you know, there's going to be so many eyes on him. And all those boos, I mean, you you heard it, like, everyone booed the crap out of him because they didn't know him. He's like this no-name guy from Europe, and Phil Jackson has been, you know, killing the team. He sent all these players away, and he brought in all these D-League players (laughs) that past year, and, like, he's making another dumb decision, and, you know, I love it. I thought the way he handled himself Mm -hmm. was perfect. And he lives with his mom right now. Yeah, lives like with that. his parents, right? There's the point <laughs> that he lives with his parents because he doesn't want to be distracted by partying and drinking. And so... I know. met Clea Anthony uh, early at, at Vegas. What? I ran into him at the hotel. They were all... That was his rookie year, his first uh, NBA D-League summer league. Uh-huh. And he was ready to go out. I was like, wait, wait. Hey, <laughs> you're, you're Clea Anthony early. It's right? <laughs> like, hey, what's up? All right. That was it. That was it. That was the whole. Interaction. He was too busy trying to go out. What was it? So he like, like he was ready to go like out out. He was ready to go out. He was just. What was he? What was his like? He was all like white on. All like, white. Yeah. He's wearing all white. Yeah. I don't know what they were going to, but they were going out somewhere. Like white pants. I think it was like a white flannel shirt. White. White pants. flannel shirt and white pants. White sneakers. I don't remember. I just saw him. Like, whoa! You really tall. And you look like. The dude I'm from the tournament. Okay. But anyway, uh, all right. Yeah, very unfortunate. Uh, Thoughts go out to Clay Anthony early. Um, But back to Porzingis, God, right? Yes. Um, Okay. So love the interview. I also love the interview. I was like, oh, this this kid's got like an attitude. He's not phased by all these boos, right? Um, But and he understood what the the conversation was on it, like. Right. He knew he'd referenced right. right. He'd referenced Nick's drafting tall white guys right. and them being draft busts, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then and then the season starts, right? And there are these clips and these vines of these put backs put back dunks, right? And then there's that one game, right, where he has twenty eight points, yeah. you know, something like eleven rebounds, you know. Um and he's He's murdering teams from the three-point line, right? And uh, granted, he's slowed down a lot, you know, but but take me through the thought process of what were you thinking when we start realizing this kid is good? I think I was happy because Carmelo would start to like him. <laughs> you just want them to be yeah, friends. Yeah, I just want them to be You want them to be friends. You want them to get along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not be like Jerry Mullen. Like, go away. Yeah. I'm going to catch you. <laughs> I thought they were just, I thought they were going to get along because he can ball. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think he, you know, I told you what, uh, what is it, Stephen A said, right? He's like, no, 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 not Stephen A. What, um, who was the dude on the Knicks sideline, the actor? On what? On the, on the Knicks home game all the time. The, the producer, movie director. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Wait, well, what did he anyway, say? He said, Porzingis can hang with the brothers. He wasn't afraid of the brothers. And like, 
Wait, the guy who sits courtside? Are you talking about Spike yeah. Lee? Yeah, Spike Lee. Oh, my Spike God. Lee. Okay. Yeah, Spike yeah. Lee, yeah. Yeah, and he was, was like, he wasn't afraid of the brothers. He was... Wasn't afraid of the brothers. <laughs> he was just ready to ball. He didn't... He had no, like, hesitation. He wasn't afraid of the moment. And, like, do you remember that one, one shot that... Time ran out. And he, I remember it. Yeah. They, it should have counted, but it didn't. It, it, or like, I it don't. It didn't count because, it didn't count because the buzzer. Yeah, yeah. But like, he had no pause about it. Took it, shot it. You know, it, it, he didn't make it in the right amount of time, but still, no fear. I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the 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 greatest thing about Porzingis right now is like, you know, uh, oh, this is my guy for the next like ten yeah. years. You know, because the rookie contract. I think because he's a lottery pick is is four years and then after three he's eligible for extension and very few players don't sign that first extension right, right? so it's the three plus the four year extension right which is like seven years right how so, much are you getting paid right now like, right now I I don't know what the rookie skill is I'm assuming it's probably the fourth pick he probably makes around like four or five million dollars a year I would say right you know <laughs> let me look that up just to double check just so I'm not lying. Porzingis, uh, salary. Yeah, he makes $4.132 million a year right now. Yeah. You know, for as kind of lanky and kind of like soft looking, I guess, in quotes, you would say he, he kind of looks, he can rebound the ball. He's not soft. He's he not, looks soft. He, and he looks like you could break him yeah. with a wiffle ball bat, yeah. but he's not soft at all. No. I, I think he shows no fear going towards the basket and just trying to dunk on people. Yeah, I mean, I think his future ultimately lies at, at center. I think, you know, it's great that they're starting him at, at power forward and they have Robin Lopez at center, but, I mean, he's going to end up at center, especially if the way that basketball is being played right now, if that trajectory continues, you know, there's no reason not to play him at center. What do you mean, like, center? Like, he would only shoot and paint? Like, his... Op- no, I mean, just position-wise, you know? Like he I would mean, guard, like, the opposing center. He would guard the opposing yeah. center, and he would play center. You know, you can yeah. play, uh, you know, someone who's 6'8", six, 6'7", six, a small ball four next to him, right. you know? And you wouldn't have to worry about, you know, defense. You know, especially because, I mean, he shoots the lights out, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, obviously, not, you know, recently. I think the past few weeks, he's been playing pretty poorly, mm-hmm. but, you know... I mean, at 19. Are you just getting tired? I mean, the season is probably coming I mean, coming you know, out. a lot of people, um, not, well, I, don't, I don't mean like a lot of people, but like a lot of players that come out of college, you know, they'll say like, you know, it, they didn't realize how much of a grind this season would be. You know, a lot of players could, but I don't know, I, it might be too early because it's only December, you know. Sure. This, is, this would be sure. really early to get tired. You know, most, uh, most of the... Um, was a college uh, to pro players and even like the overseas players, they don't really get tired until like January, February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty shocked if that were the case. You know, it might just be that teams are just keying in on him because you know there was a lot of hype around him, but I don't think anyone thought he would be this good coming in. Yeah. I mean, you know, you hear the reports about you know uh, Mitch Kupchak. And, you know, even to a lesser degree, like uh, Sam Hinkie over in Philly, you know, their their original scouting reports on Porzingis were like, he's he's dope, but, you know, he's so raw. It's going to take a lot of time before, right. you know, NBA ready, yeah, to be NBA ready. But, I mean, I think he's already NBA ready. Did you hear, like, rumors and, like, stuff about, like, people wanting him to, like, bulk up 
and get bigger and stuff like that and gain mass. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you hear the rumors about how... How he'll fill out on two. Yeah. I, I mean, Phil Jackson said something crazy like he doesn't have an NBA body. He might be too tall for basketball. I was like, Phil, what are you, why are you, you're killing me with, yeah, you know, like yeah. you're, you're stabbing me with your, yeah. you know, with your words. Um... No one wants to hear stuff like that. So yeah, there there are you know uh, people saying that he might be too tall for basketball. He's I, and I think you know because of his shoulders, you know because like when you see um, a lot of tall people, or when you see like a uh, a young dude, right? Mm-hmm. And if he has wide shoulders, you know eventually he'll fill up. Right. But Porzingis, like shoulder to shoulder, he's probably not even wider than I am. Right. You know, shoulder to shoulder. So. That was my main. I remember watching, like you said, that that YouTube clip, um, you know, during the draft, and thinking this this kid's gonna break. He's a twig, you know. But you know, I'm not I'm not too concerned because you take a look at players like Duncan and KG, and they never they never got huge, right. you know. They never. And then you take on the flip side, you take a look at someone like Dwight Howard, who's looks like a a Greek god, but you know, like. That's because you know his game relies purely on athleticism. Yeah, athleticism. You know, you know Porzingis is a skill player. Yeah. You know. I think his like body is just fine the way it is. Maybe just add more muscle, but definitely not gain more weight. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely his not gain more weight. Yeah, is yeah. amazing for what his body is. I mean, you know what is you know what uh, the ideal comparison, right? And it has it has to do with skill level and, and height and position and everything. It's Dirk. Dirk. Yeah. You know, and Dirk never had to... And, you know, he beat LeBron, Wade, and Chris Bosh, you know, <laughs> in a finals. You know, so I think... Now, not to say that Porzingis could ever or will ever do that, but I'm just saying, you know, like, it's possible, you know, to... If you have the skill set, that's definitely more important than than body type. Yeah, for I sure. Agree. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, Porzing got Porzing Alright so with that You know I think that's a good That's a good uh, Place to end it Um, So You know Russell thank you for You know Sharing your time You know Your Your basement (laughs) You know uh, You know Being willing to sit down And talk some basketball Uh, We'll do this again Pretty soon I think there are a few Of the things we have Down the pipe That we want to talk about You know Without revealing Too much So um, Thanks to everyone For tuning in All all three of you guys um and we'll have another episode out soon um so russell you want to say goodbye to the people goodbye thank you take care bye